So anyway, that's why they call me a better writer than David Cage, because I'm a competent writer. Welcome to Podquisition, everybody. I'm your host, Jim Sterling, and I am joined, as ever, by Laura Kate Dale. Hello. Hello. You're in an interesting sing-songy mood today. I'm, I'm reared up today. I'm reared up today. Um, I've been, you know, I have my flare-ups with my injury and whatnot, um, which I made worse this weekend when we were filming our uh, Jimquisition Halloween, uh, where I fell off a step. And it wasn't so much the fall that hurt, it was the six or seven feet I managed to stumble before falling, where in my head I was thinking, this is still good, this is still good, I can self-write this, uh, before finally hitting the dirt. But um, some pain subsided, uh, in part due to recovery and other parts medicinally, so I am raring to go. Hello, Gavin! Hello. Hello, I thought I'd get you in quick. What are we? That's inside of three minutes. Look so at that. Look at um, that. I, I make that in, in about a minute. It's about a minute it took us to introduce Gav. It must be a personal record. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I, I hit record before, obviously, the show started. So, yeah, that's, that's fucking... God damn, I'm on fire today. This is going to be a good episode. Um, how are you today, Laura? I'll ask you first. How are you today? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I went out and did some Pokemon Go raids earlier because that's a thing I still apparently play. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I caught my uh, electric legendary dog Raikou. Raikou. Uh, I've never known how to pronounce that one. Raichu. Uh, the not the evolved Pikachu. This is yeah. like generation two. There was like a big lightning dog that had a very similar name to the evolved Pikachu, but kind of different. Ah, uh, uh, I can't remember that one. It, there are it, so many Pokemon. I, I I always forget their names. You, you you are not the very best, like no one ever was. It seems I'm, uh, I'm the I'm the shittest, like most of us. <laughs> but I, I managed to catch one on the first day that the raids were available. So now I can just have the month like. Okay, it's fine. Maybe I'll get a better one later in the month, but I have at least one, there so that's go. fine. Months, vaca- months vacation. Very yeah, good. Exactly. I'm yeah, taking yeah. the rest of the month off during review season. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you got your electric dog. I got yeah. my lecky dog. I don't need to do no more work. Gavin. Yes. How, how the hell are you? You are singy-songy today, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm emphatic. I've just done Don't two get... videos in a row, and so I'm all fired up with work juice. Don't don't get too singy-songy now. Don't don't took our gerbs. <laughs> don't take my gerb. You make, you I, make I me... definitely will not do that. Fires fade! I'm getting um, economically anxious here, Jim. I'm going to go and vote <laughs> conservative now if you don't stop. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, that B- is the Bono, answer to all Bono, problems. Bono, Bjork, get in here. Jim's taking our gerbs. Yo, Jim, don't take our gerbs, man. Jim, please, that, do, that not, was a f- please do not take our gerbs. Oh, I thought that first one you did was the Bjork impersonation <laughs> because everybody knows that's the, the premier impersonator of Bono Vox out of the U2 is this man right here where I am completely indistinguishable from Bono Jack Vox. Septic, the sweetest I, that, thing. That, that's a nice Jack. Oh, top of the morning to you, Jack Septicai here. <laughs> See, if, if, um, if Jack Septicai wasn't a YouTuber who used a face cam, I'm pretty sure I could upload bootleg Jack Septicai videos, and no one would know. I hate Jack Septicai. Yeah, oh. get get that eye. I, I don't. Get that eye I, checked I, out. I it's septic. That's not good. I, I, I only he's say a, that because nice he's lad. got. He's got lots of subscribers and I don't. And that's 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 the grounds I have for hating everyone. I think that's how YouTube beefs work. I um, I, I like it. I've spoken to him a couple of times and yeah. he's, he's a genuinely nice lad. Oh, look at you schmoozing. I, 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 honestly, I honestly know nothing about him other than his top of the morning to your intro. And he might be a lovely person, but that's all I know of him. He he seems like a good egg. Like in all seriousness, I'm just messing, just messing. Um, his I, name well, I, is he, grotesque. I, he, he himself, I think, even knows that like some people might find that that top of the morning thing a bit like whatever. I mean, in Ireland, no one He's ever says that. Angle. It's a it's an Americanism, you know. He's working the angle, you know. Yeah. When I first 
got into games media just because I was British. Um, I wore a shitty little monocle uh, <laughs> for a little bit, and uh, you you were doing you that know. before like angry British guy with a monocle as their YouTube icon was like a thing. That's true. That's true. I mean, hell, yeah. it was sort of before YouTubers before sort of relentless wrote. intellectual debater three three seven. <laughs> the, the idea but to the business of the day um do we have any business of the day we have some Is business there any house of the day probably video games video games I, are business of the day video games make for good business i think yeah let's talk did you have a good halloween everybody I I had a weird Halloween because this is the first like I I'm what twenty six and this is the first time I've ever this is weird this is the first time I've ever actually answered the door to a trick or treater oh. and like I I'm not someone who ever trick or treated growing up like I grew up with Christian parents who weren't super into Halloween anyway and I didn't realize until answering the door like because I've never had to answer the door to a trick or treater before. I, I, I just wasn't prepared. I hadn't thought to prepare sweets and things. And I just had this moment of clarity just of how... Just ridic- fiver and tell him to fuck off. Uh, yeah, I scrambled around in the kitchen and found some chocolate biscuits in the cupboard. But oh. I, I had a weird moment where I realised quite how absurd the social contract there is and like why I never, if I have children, ever want to take some trick-or-treating. Because like I don't blame the kid that was like... Five or six that was at my door, you know, asking trick or treat, mm-hmm. expecting sweets. I blame the adult stood at the end of my driveway who's just looking there expectantly <laughs> because that, Leering, that parent, yeah. it's like, you're expecting me to give your child my sweets. Your child doesn't need them. They're a child. Children have great lives. They don't need sweets. We have to work jobs. We're the ones that need sweets. It's like, no. Your child being here is the emotional blackmail that makes me have to give away my sweets and they're mine. Go away. They say communism, they should call it trick or treason. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, I do think that Gav's hit upon something there, though. It is is a redistribution of the sugary wealth, and I think that needs to be looked into. Me, well, I mean, most of it was, was Alex's idea, was now we just, like, fill a bowl with sweets and then just stick it outside on a little table and then let the kids deal with it. Do you it's easier them? doing it that way because our dog just hates does, does anything it not, near the does door. Does it not so. just, like, the bowl vanishes five minutes into the night? No, no, no. It, uh, really? it actually, you know, they, they'll take the piss, no doubt about it. But we, we had reserves, uh, plenty left over, none, none that I could get because someone decided to buy all fucking... Stuff with nuts in, thanks. <laughs> so, so I die did, if I touch it. Did you see Susan, uh, Susan's Halloween trick or treat thingy? Uh, they, ha- they had um, Susan Arendt, yeah. They had an actual like fake zombie outside their house that looked incredible and it nice. was holding the treats, but it was hanging in a basket. <laughs> it just good. looked amazing. I just bunged a foam baby outside. Uh, wow. We got a. We bought it years ago, and it's just sat in a cupboard. It's a like life size foam baby ghoul, I guess, and it, it's like proportionally like a like a toddler uh, wearing a romper suit, but with you know just the whites of its eyes and sharp teeth, and it's got a brain in between its legs, so it's sat like a little toddler, and it's got a leaking brain between its legs that it's been eating. <laughs> And it really is, like, fucking ghastly. Um, I bought it years I, um, ago and never used it, so I just bunged it on the front doorstep to tell people, don't knock, just take the sweets. I've always had a tricky relationship with Halloween because I'm too socially lazy to do the whole getting a costume and getting dressed up thing. And oh, then oh. I get... Then I get oh. pissed off when I go out and I'm the only one not dressed up. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that side of it. I tend to, like... Halloween weekend usually overlaps with um, a convention in the UK called MCM. So I'm usually like in costume anyway around that time. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm as I'm here, I might as well. 
I am, um, funnily enough, Halloween might be the one day of the year where I don't wear masks and costumes. <laughs> um, maybe it's my day off from that. Like, it's weird because I love Halloween. It's my favourite, you know, quote-unquote holiday, if you could call it that. Because um, I love spooky things. I love horror movies. I like anything to do with pumpkins. I think they look awesome, just even uncarved. I think as a, as a piece of vegetation... The pumpkin might be the best thing ever. It's just I'm big sure. and orange and swollen. I was going to make like a our Billy... president. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to make a Billy Corgan joke there, but then you said big and orange and swollen, and it just went somewhere else completely. Yeah, someone else but completely. <laughs> I, I love pumpkins. Um, I like I like that people put them in catapults and make them smash. I like they, they, they in America. Corgan. Do they do egging? And actually, do they do that in the UK? Um, a lot of young people here go I, egging on Halloween. I'm, I'm aware of this as like a, a a thing in in pop culture, but I've never had it happen, so okay. I don't know if it's I've, real. I've been it's personally Ireland, egged at Halloween. <laughs> One Halloween, I did have uh, someone throw an egg at me. It missed, but someone. It was a drive-by egging. I yeah. was the victim of a drive-by... Well, a, a narrowly escaped a drive-by egging one Halloween. Car Tupac just sped got past. shit on you, man. I, um, well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I, I've I lived, to, lived to be egged another day. Um, other people that have thrown things at me in cars, and again, this was very unique to my, my life in the UK. Um, other things that have been thrown at me include stones, and, like as if I'm some sort of like village monster that's being driven out into the wilderness, uh, and a full can of drink that had been opened, uh, which I, I've talked about before on podcasts. And it the thing that offends me there is someone was so pissed off at I guess seeing a fat guy in the street, so annoyed that they wasted a full can of fizzy. They had a full can of fizzy and wasted the entire purchase to just hit me in the back of my leg. Like, that's where it got me. I I barely even felt it. I have had that exact same experience, and my thought process was the same. Was like, I, you know, initially it's, I've been hit by this thing and this is terrible, but then it becomes, wait, you, you were that angry that you were willing to give this up? Exactly. You actually sacrificed something to display your contempt. But the point is, I love pumpkins. Uh, right now, I'm looking at the Jack O'Lantern uh, mask from Halloween 3, which I bought because I was watching Halloween 3 the other week while, you know, inebriated. That's that's the word I'll use for the <laughs> state of mind I was in. Uh, and thought, wow, that's a cool pumpkin mask. I'll buy that. I got several pumpkin masks of varying degrees of quality. Uh, I like this one because it's got the full-on silver shamrock logo on the back and everything, so it's proper authentic. I might wear that for my next Boglin watch. So I love jack-o'-lanterns, love pumpkins. Watch Nightmare Before Christmas last night. You love jacking your lantern. I love to jack in lanterns. Um, you know, when you're out of paraffin, uh, my semen is highly flammable. Uh, so I'll remember that for a potential topic title for this week's episode. Um, anyway, point is, I don't actually do anything on Halloween itself. I'm usually too busy working on actual, like, like Halloween content of my own, that when it comes to Halloween, I'm, I'm just sort of tired and sit down. Uh, but we had a lot of fun filming our Halloween stuff this year. Scarecrow and Jim saw put in appearances. It was a good time. Um, I guess we can talk about video games now that I've talked about pumpkins. Yeah, we're 20 Unless minutes in. Unless anyone else there. wants to say something. <laughs> Are we 20 minutes it? in? Not quite. We're 14 minutes in. Well, then we're okay. So, well, I'd say that gives us five minutes if anyone else wants to contribute to pumpkin discussion. Otherwise, we can move on early to video games. Well, we're probably all no. right to move on to video no, games. Nothing else to say about pumpkins other than okay. do not play tonight tonight when I'm drunk because I will literally break down in tears yearning for my lost youth. <laughs> so video games what ones have people yes. played this week <laughs> i think we all played um wolfenstein and assassin's creed did we yeah uh yes who yes wants to, who us. wants to kick us off on one of those uh 
Come on, uh, Gav, I, Gav, why don't you Gav, kick us off on yeah. Assassin's Creed? Because you didn't have a chance to play it last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I love it. I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah. I can see that they really took inspiration from stuff like The Witcher and Bloodborne and a lot of games. They didn't quite implement like certain things as well as those other games, but I love that they've gone that direction. And and you can quite clearly see the influences there. And it really, really feels so much better to play than than every previous Assassin's Creed game. It could even be my favourite one since 2. I, I will... Yeah, I'll make you right on a, a fair bit of that. Um, mm. it, it's, it's the one I... It's definitely my favourite one I've played. Mm. And I do think it's all improved. Like, they've improved a lot. I think there was still a lot more room for improvement because the combat is still a bit... Uh, I don't know the right word to describe it. I don't want to just say janky. It's it takes it's, it's, it's hectic in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, it certainly takes a bit of getting used to, that's, and you really have to watch your spacing in it. Mm. Like I found that you can't just dive into the middle of a group of enemies. You have to kind of stay on the edges and jump in, get your hits, and jump back out. A little unless bit you, like Zelda, unless you luck out with a weapon that, yeah. like, because I've got a poisoned. Um, I mean, it's basically like a like a halberd sort of thing, like a, a spear, uh, more or less. Yeah. And it makes me feel like fucking Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones because <laughs> I've literally got a poison tip spear and I'm swinging it around. Um, and then uh, you don't have to... Especially if you do a lot of side quests, you end up so over-leveled for much of the game that sometimes I now just get bored and run into the middle of a an outpost and just hack and slash and it sort of feels like it defeats the object but I'm still having you know some fun with that yeah the game Uh, so I'm not complaining too much the way it seems to want you to play it is to thin the herd with stealth definitely and then Mm. maybe if you get spotted get the last few and that works for me because that's how I like to play Games. It's how I like mm. to play Dishonored, and I wish more games would, because so many games are like either or. It's like, yeah. you know, you'll get rewarded for an all stealth run, or you'll get, you know, another reward or something for doing all violence. And there's yeah. never any for the sort of thin, as you say, thin the herd mm. and then take the rest head on, which is how I like to do things. Un- unless you stumble into a den of fucking high-level crocodiles in which i did and oh dear that did not go well (laughs) yeah predator bow all the time for hippos and crocodiles yeah yeah Yeah, i feel like actually the 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 combat with people is i haven't died yet with that but i feel the animals attacks are a bit harder to read especially the like the crocodiles they they have yeah you can't predict what an animal's gonna do animals are fucking crazy (laughs) yeah I will say though, those fucking hippos, like they they can basically stun lock you if you're unlucky. <laughs> they they do they, this charging bite attack that they can just do over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I, I was just pushed. What is it with basically hippo pushed enemies? through the lake? The hippo ogres were the worst enemies in Dark Souls too, as well. Do you remember those fucking things that used to oh, grab you from God. ten feet away? It's it, it's hippos, man. Pure hypocrisy. That's <laughs> something. I, I don't know. I'll I'll make that joke work next week. We'll, 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 fix, um, we'll fix the joke in post. Fix it in post. Well, yeah, that's what we'll do. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good game. I've been enjoying it. Uh, I've been, even though I've sort of done my work part of it, I'm still going in and playing it here and hmm. there in between other games. Uh, yeah, it's, the... it's fucking gorgeous on PC as well. Jesus Christ, it looks beautiful. The screen, the the the, the photo mode. I've just been spending like way too much time in photo <laughs> mode. Uh, some people think I've gone a little bit too lenient on the game um, with yeah. its microtransactions. Oh yeah, didn't uh, someone just... tell, say you got paid by Ubisoft? <laughs> yeah, I always get accused of being paid by. For like, fuck's despite. Sake. I was Despite like, welcome to I my world, them, Jim. <laughs> I called them the crown prince of industry liars just two weeks ago. Yeah, they're paying me big bucks. Um, it's just that I I didn't, I haven't so far found them all that intrusive. I still think they're bullshit that they're there. I still think that even though you can't buy a loot box with real money, 
The fact you can buy drachmas and then buy a loot box is like this extra step. But then again, it's one loot box that you ever open and when I've tried it, it's just bullshit loot that you can get anywhere else. Um, I think that's the one issue with this and a lot of games now is the devaluing of loot um, to the point where it just stops being exciting to get stuff. Like Diablo um, 3, for all its criticisms, after they got rid of the auction house, um, is it, you know, there, there's your proof that additional monetization can fuck a game over. Because once they took out the auction house and then made loot specific to the class you were playing, that game was fucking great. Mm. And, and, and they gave you just enough uh, valuable loot coming in so that it was always an exciting thing. With this, with Shadow of War, with a lot of these games that have now taken... Um, RNG systems and put them in, uh, presumably as a way to help move their microtransactions along, uh, loot feels so much less valuable now. It was my mm. issue with them turning the orcs of Shadow of War into it's, basically it's, loot drops. It's Destiny Syndrome as well. It's like you get a great weapon and you're you kind of you're like, oh, this is awesome, but I'm sad that I'm going to have to drop it in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't really... I mean, I, I will say this, like, at least they... They let you level the your gear up, so if yeah. you get because because let let's let's Fucking face expensive. it in Origins, yeah that's and again that's where I'm starting to feel the pinch. I tell you of what, the microtransaction I, bug, like it's I'm, not intrusive yet, but mm. the more expensive these weapons get to level, and and legendaries are so far above and beyond other weapons yeah. that it only makes sense to to want to keep your legendaries even if you've got higher level weapons the legendary uh the bonuses you get from them often make them better to keep and then update them periodically and i just think eventually that's going to become such a grind that the mic transactions what? will kick in and 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 that's when i'll do another video on it what I've found more of a grind is the crafting. I'm really not a fan of how much stuff you need to, to upgrade your gear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's yeah, way more it. than it was in Far Cry and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you've seen it's little things like that. Where you... I, I had a look in the store and there's like a pack. Of course, it's called mm -hmm. a pack where you can like get loads and loads of materials and just skip it all. And I was so tempted. <laughs> and it's like, do not give in. <laughs> I think that's what I spent the because the game gives you like free so the game at one point gives you like two hundred freebie helix thingies credits yeah. you know and and I spent it on that crafting pack and, yeah. and upgraded some stuff although apparently what I should have spent it on was the uh, a map that's in there that shows you all the tomb locations so you can go raiding for for you know those tombs for for gear and shit. Yeah. Uh, so apparently I misspent there. Um, Ubisoft I, gave me the, the gold edition, which, and yeah. I don't normally buy those <gasps> things because I don't go in for, you know, I, I, I won't buy a deluxe edition of a game if it's got microtransactions and other CD money-making things in there. I'm like one or the other. Um, but because I was sort of given this as part of the review thing, it gave me a unique insight into just how game-changing those gold editions can be like mm. i blitzed through the early portions of that game and i'm still keeping some of that gear around and upgraded and it, it can turn a lot of encounters into a cakewalk and and that's that what people are buying with, like it's with, with um deus ex wasn't it that the dlc kind mm -hmm. of ruined the difficulty curve it yeah it just sort of undermines the entire gameplay <laughs> mm. so yeah these gold editions can be quite unbalancing and uh, that that was what i learned from ubisoft giving me that so thank you ubisoft i i appreciate the insight into just how unbalancing your gold edition was um and i i do appreciate getting through that that part of the game pretty quick because of it but what i don't know if it's you, worth uh... spending that much more money to in you know play that much less of the game because you're blazing through it i tell you one thing i've appreciated so far is how it's just been it it, it starts in the past and stays there i've only once been kicked into the future and it was literally for like 60 all of 60 seconds that was nice 
the story yeah. the story i like it it seems pretty cool bayek is definitely one of the more likable protagonists though i have to say the motivation um it's a little cliched that the, the, his motivational thing i don't want to spoil anything in the story but they do at least try and do a better job of it than other recent video games have done put it that way <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, pre- yeah. it's pretty obvious right after the first scene what's happened and why he is the way he is. Mm. But and I, I, at least they do give you some context for that in a while, you know, and they do kind of. Yeah, I, s- I saw some complaints about that, about dropping, you know, the character into the combat like that. But I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of something that will kick off in media res like that. And, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, no, that was, that was cool in. the way it just jumped straight in. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I saw the complaints. I, I understand the complaints. I can see why people want more of a, a, a lead in, but I was fine with it. I, mm. I don't mind a story that will kick off like that and then take some time after the, the, you know, the big old would, fight. Would you say to, that you didn't have in. a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I didn't have a problem. I didn't with either. That. And and to be fair, we've had we've had enough Assassin's Creed games where you've seen the the story in um yeah. in order in chronological order. And let's and face it, it, it's an Ubisoft game. We all know he's avenging a dead family member. <laughs> like that's that's the Ubisoft story. That's every even when they had a driving game. The story was avenging a dead family. Well, no, occasionally <laughs> you'll have a game like Beyond Good and Evil where it's a kidnapped family member instead of a dead one. Then again, I mean, that was old Ubisoft. I mean, we're talking modern, everything follows you, the same blueprint Ubisoft. You know what I like about Bayek, though, the main character? Yeah. He's a kind of... Um, He's likable and he's good natured and he's good humored without having to make stupid quips all the time. He's not an emotionless asshole. Yeah, which is but quite he's nice. also not like that fucking mong from the last game. What was his what was his name? Jacob? I definitely prefer Jacob him to and Jacob. Evie Fry. Evie was Evie was fantastic. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob I was never cool. the biggest fan of, and I definitely prefer uh, Jacob was like British yeah. Delson. <laughs> I um yeah, Bike's good. He's sort of very down to earth character. Yeah. Like he he's sort of a laugh along kind of character than a you know, exactly, having to make yeah. quips and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, he he's he's got this sort of I mean they, they wanted to portray him as, you know, the last of the Magi and all of this, and he mm. really does come across as this sort of guy you could come to for help. Yeah. Um mm. and, and would give it and not be an arse about it. And even <laughs> yeah. when he's given, you know, unreasonable tasks like he does it with a sigh and 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 this sort of humorous resignation but it's not you know smart arsing off all the Mm. time yeah exactly Um, i also like that he's got he's not got a british accent like most uh portrayals of egyptian (laughs) people in the media uh like i said in my video on it like there's no ben kingsley here so that's a nice surprise actual egyptian characters it's 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 nice that they do build him a little in that direction. I mean, there's a scene at, near the beginning where he's playing with some kids and like playing hide and seek with them, and it's purely just a character building mission. There's no reason for it to be there other than to build character, and I really like that. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, we've all played some of Wolfenstein this week as well. I think if that's right. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I finished it. I am pretty much done with it. Uh, how how did you find it? It's fucking hard. Am I the only one who found that game hard as balls? I found I found no, it. I, sorry, I go on, Jim. I was just gonna say I, I I found, and I know there are narrative reasons for it, but I found Blaskovich frail to the He's point so of squishy. it not being particularly fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm not finding Wolfenstein too all that fun. If so I'm honest, here's the thing. I found that game a lot more fun when I turned down the difficulty just so that he wasn't quite so frail. Me too. And I, it frustrates, like, I, I had this same complaint about the last one. I oh, really yeah. dislike this whole thing they do with the difficulty system where it's like, oh, you want to turn the difficulty down? Uh, you got a baby bonnet on, you loser. It's like, no, fuck it. You kind of, like, balance this game so that it's not necessarily fun at the difficulty I normally play games at. 
So I'm gonna turn it down. No, like, I don't. I don't. I, I know mock, a lot of people are bothered yeah. by, by it's that. Like, I, it, I didn't. Have, I, I, I yeah. don't give a shit. I'm it, still turning the difficulty. Yeah. It, it annoys me because it's one of those. If you're going to mock players who choose that difficulty mode, why put that difficulty mode in? Like, either you think it's a valid is choice. Is it mocking and the, players like, though, or is it mocking itself? Because I think it it's is mocking kind players. Of an ironic... No, it's like the the thing it does is it goes like it's. I feel like it's labeling the player with those difficulty modes, and I don't know. It feels really weird and at odds with itself to include that like a lower difficulty mode as an option that might be valuable. While then mocking those that use it. That's the thing, because, like, I, I'm always used... Because, you know, they use the, the Doom styling, um, like, the naming conventions. And, you know, I've never played a Doom on, on Don't Hurt Me and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was odd that they had this sort of... I liked the idea, in theory, of, like, two medium difficulties... But yeah, like one of them makes you feel a bit, a bit like you've given something up if mm. you go for it. But even then, even like tr I tried it on both, both sets of medium difficulties, and I don't know if it's just me or if I just picked a bad level to try it on because fuck that train level. But I didn't see much of an appreciable difference. I'm still New, like it was the New York um, defense mission. That's where I turned the difficulty down after dying four times. Yeah, in room. I was just for like, me, yeah, fuck this. For me, sometimes it feels like like you're playing a Call of Duty multiplayer match yeah. in a single player game. Yeah. Like I I don't recall the first game. Being jumped by like like missing a nut like a Nazi in the corner of the room, and, and having because I didn't see him, you, I'm sure... I got shot in seconds. Yeah, and enemy, I'm I'm almost positive enemies spawn behind you in this game, and and it, because the maps are so much bigger and maze like in this one, you just get blindsided so often. And I never had to turn the difficulty down in the first game, and I was able to play it pretty run and gunny. But he's so squishy in this one that if you want to leave it on normal, you have to play it like a cover shooter. And I yeah, don't want to play yeah. Wolfenstein That's, like a cover I, shooter. I want to play Wolfenstein like a power fantasy because, like, yeah. I enjoy Wolfenstein when it is, I am an unstoppable killing machine, let's go fuck up some Nazis. Yeah. I'll tell um, you how what far I did like... You, did, did you two get... Um, sorry, I, I'll, I'll, I'll continue that thought when you, you two are finished talking about oh, this. That's all right. Well, I was just going to, just while we were on the subject, I um, have completely forgotten what I was going to say. That's fine. Say your thing, Gav. Do the thing. <laughs> so, Gav, <laughs> take the lead. Have you guys finished the story? No, I, I'm still going through it. I, I am very close to the end. Like, I will be finishing the story tonight. There's, I, I don't think I've ever played a game the, in which the story gave me so many, I can't fucking believe they just did this moments. Yeah. <laughs> and not in a bad good way. I mean, just moments that are so completely crazy and out there and wacky that just make See, me I, go, wow. <laughs> I don't think I got that far yet because, yeah. like I said, the game... Like, I have my... I've talked about it before. I have my, um, my anger issues that uh, I am working through. Yeah. And that game launched on a stressful day for me and i've not picked it up again since launch because i don't want it to put me in a bad mood just, and super mario odyssey is putting me in such a good mood all of the time Jim, that whack, it's like hmm? whack it down to easy and play through it because i i promise you it's worth going through it to see the rest of the story i mean i'm gonna get through it i fully yeah. intend to to keep playing it and i you know maybe even do an up uh, a second impressions video on yeah. it i do fully intend to get through it it's just very much like i said with the evil within 2 it's another game that's reminded me why kicking reviews was such a good thing for me because i can just tackle it when i want to now yeah. at my pace yeah. and and that's good enough for me mm, definitely it it's it really is worth. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. I can, I really can't spoil anything. But yeah. Jesus Christ, the story goes to some places. For, and but so, I, even some of the little action scenes that happen late in the game, you just you you just have to laugh out loud when they happen because they're so. Crazy. I remember. Sorry, I remembered this fucking sinking on this thing. Like listeners, we've tried many methods, but. Uh. 
We can't make it work Skype, properly. Skype but... is being weird today. Like, it's just closing itself mid-call for me. Like, oh, it good. just keeps closing wow. itself and I have to jump back in the call. That's that's great. Microsoft yeah. doing a bang-up job. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I remembered what I was going to say. The big disappointment for me going to Wolfenstein 2 is, you know, we were talking about play styles. And what I loved about the first Wolfenstein, or, or rather, you know, the New Order, was... It let you play in a number of ways, and they were all quite valid. Mm-hmm. You could do it run and gunny. You could do it cover shooty. You could do it stealthy. And as we were talking about with Assassin's Creed Origins, my favorite thing to do in Wolfenstein The New Order was to sneak in, thin out the herd, take out the commanders, and then pull out two guns, a Kimbo, and just go hell for leather. Yeah. And in this one, I. I just, I can't with it. It's really um, hard between, to kill the commanders first in this one because the levels are such yeah, a maze. That be, like, yeah, maze-like levels with Nazis like hiding in weird places. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't know if they're spawning behind me. I won't, I've got no definitive proof of that, but there have been moments of where the fuck did oh that God, one yeah. come from? Why won't these I don't Nazis the just let time. me kill them? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I spent so much time in a game running around going, where the fuck am I supposed to go? So, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like it's a combination of some map design, them, you know, deliberately making uh, BJ squishy for narrative reasons. Uh, you know what? In that case, in, in that particular case, ludonarrative dissonance isn't such a bad thing. Um, just give me... A full fucking health meter, mate. Come on. <laughs> it's the year 2017 current year argument. There is there is a power you can get later that um, makes it so that your health doesn't drop when you overcharge it until you get shot. And that is pretty much a game-changing perk, which I felt should be there from the beginning. Yeah, like I, I feel like I'm constantly just scrabbling to keep enough health up to survive getting jumped by someone because if i'm at standard health the one nazi who i didn't see in the corner will take me down as quick as someone who spotted me in a cod match would before i saw them yeah and And it just doesn't feel right for a single player game and yeah yeah the map design just makes it easier for it and and so i'm not i want it to take hatchets to nazis and 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 I'm not getting that much satisfaction from it, which and you is know, a shame. It's, um, it's a strange one as well with the levels because, like Doom, had levels that were as complex as this, but I never felt lost. I always knew where I was and where I was supposed to be getting to. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel they they kind of dropped the ball on the signposting a bit. But that's not a huge. Th- I mean, the game is still fun at its core. Right? It's, you know. Yeah. Like on honestly, I have literally just like I've turned the difficulty down and I'm having fun power fantasy killing Nazis. And it yeah. it it's good at what it is. If you're not afraid to just be like, sure, let's make it easier so that it can be fun. Yeah. And 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 for the people screaming that it's commie propaganda, it's not. Yes, there are. <laughs> anarchists and communists and everyone in the game but like B- there's a scene where bj is like giving out shit to them for like handing out bolshevik flyers while he was off fighting the wars and it's the the whole message of it is that all of the political beliefs get together to fight the fucking nazis it's it's amazing <laughs> to me that we are living a world where we have to explicitly say a game where lots of people come together and say no Nazis wearing swastikas who are literal Nazis, fuck you. Yeah. Like no matter the fact who that we have are. to defend that that's about like, you know, Nazis, actual Nazis with swastikas on are bad. Yeah. It's so weird to me that we have to explain that. <laughs> I, I mean like I I I'm a little bit a little bit miffed that Metacritic removed a lot of the uh, user reviews before I got a chance to <laughs> grab hold of them because oh, the, the ones Steam I spotted forums, before they got... I, yeah. the Steam you forums know are a fucking treasure trove. I don't even bother with Steam forums. Like, Valve allows some of the most racist shit to go on in those forums. Um, it happened when Watch Dogs 2 was announced and it had a black protagonist. It happened... Um, what else? There was another one. 
There was another game that had a black protagonist in it not too long ago, and you go to the Steam forums for them, Battlefield. And I think, yeah, it may, may have been Battlefield. Or was it Mafia? And, and the relentless fucking racism that goes but, on in but, Steam but forums. But Jim, Jim, they fixed it by adding a graph for when, oh, yeah. when the negative reviews spike. There's a graph. But, yeah, Steam forums are just... I, I might maybe a worse place to have a discussion than game FAQs. <gasps> maybe, <laughs> maybe gone to the dogs like everything else on Steam. <laughs> Shit show. Uh, you, you mentioned during that chat that you've you've been playing Mario. How is that? Uh, what is it? Seven out of ten game. <laughs> um. Yes, my favorite Mario game ever. It, this, um, this is I'm, a sincere statement. With you one, yep. 100% with you on this. Yeah. When you said last week that it might have been your favourite Mario game ever. Um, I fully agree. And I went into this thinking... Because I'm not, I'm not like a really big Mario fan or anything. Mm. I like his games. His games, as if it's a person. <laughs> you like I them like games the Mario what games. he makes. <laughs> They're nice enough. They're always of a high quality. But I very rarely do they fully grab hold of me mm. the way they do with a lot of other people. Um, and that's fine. You know, it's not a criticism of it. It's just I know I was thinking, oh, it's a Mario game. It's going to be high quality. I'm going to enjoy it for a bit and then get a bit bored mm. like I normally do with Mario games. That's, that's exactly I, how I feel about Mario yes, games as well. That's exactly what I was expecting. I... The last time I was properly hooked on a Mario game was the first um, New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. Mm. That one had me absolutely glued to it. And once again, for the first time since then, I am f- fucking glued to this. This is a, it's a really good Mario game, right? It's like, you, do you see what I what I was trying to say now last week about this this whole idea that it's it's just really dense sandboxes of nice platforming content. <laughs> yes. I, t- and this is going to sound weird, <laughs> but the biggest compliment to this game is that on multiple occasions, I have looked at it, shaken my head and said, fuck you game <laughs> with a smile on my face because of just how like, just how fucking too clever for its own good just, it is. Just the thing of like... With where it hides things. Yeah, like, oh, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I ran past that so many times. Or, hmm. Not even I, that. I, like, wonder if this it's is, like, I wonder if this is going to work. Ah, it worked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it can be as simple as... Like, I've learned now that when I go into, like, you know... I guess we could call them a dungeon. Yeah. Um, when you go into a, a more of a dungeon-like area where it's a specific get from point A like, to like point B. Like a challenge room type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've learned by now that there's never just one moon Yeah, there. there's always... There's a, never, there's always there's there's never a, ever. There's always a second one somewhere either difficult to get to or difficult to spot. Yes. and And once you know that, then then they become easier to find just because you know they're there. Yeah, you start, that's, that's you start just looking for, like, where is the game trying to get me to not look? And yes, let's try and that's there. when I'm like, that's when I'm like, fuck you, game. Yeah. Um, with a big grin on my face. Like, yeah. as it can be as simple as me landing on a platform and thinking, right, I've got, a, I can move this camera 360 degrees, get a full top-down view, and every time I, I land in a new area, that's the first thing I do. If there if there's an edge to the thing I'm stood on, I'm looking over that edge, and if I see a moon down there, I'm like, you, fuck you! All right, let's go get the moon. And, and, it's, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm... I love that. I love the little... I love the fact that, like you say, they're very much like the... Uh, uh, the 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 Koroks? Yeah, like is that like, the they're, they're kind of like in, the Korok seeds, the but more densely packed together. In that, like some of them 
are just there's a glowing spot on the ground, you know, slam down into the ground. There you go, it's a moon. And some of them take a bit more work. But they are just kind of everywhere, so you constantly have these rewards popping up. Yeah. I think what what really is telling of the game's quality is I went to the Snow Kingdom. Mm. I forget its full name. Uh, the, the Snowy Snow Kingdom. Snow Area or whatever it's called. I'm like, fuck Shiveria, I think. Shiveria, yeah. Um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in that one. I hate ice levels. I hate fucking snow levels. I'm going to go in there, get the minimum amount of moons, get out. I'll come back later and collect excess moons, you know, when I'm playing in handheld mode later when I'm not that invested. Instead, I spent all night last night on Shiveria. Because the moment I got there, I was like, oh, my God, what can I do here? Yeah. And, and and I just love the fact that in that game, they reinforce, without telling you, they just reinforce with design that everything's there for a reason. Yeah. If there's an enemy here that I can, you know, possess... You can do something with it. There's got to be something. Yeah, yeah there's... Why are there two of these cloudy guys blowing things? <laughs> Both of these guys have got to have a use yeah, somewhere. Everything it feels... might be far away even, but it's there. Yeah, everything feels so purpose-designed in it. It's, uh, you, you know what's like the thing that like I found most amazing that you, is still going to be something for you to, to come across? And I don't think it's a spoiler to say this. You're still on your first go-through of each of these kingdoms, aren't you? Uh, I am, yeah. yeah. I've returned in handheld mode. Now, that's what I do yeah, in yeah. handheld mode when I feel a bit less uh, stakes. Uh, I'll go back, but I've not so, I've not gone back with purpose. C- considering where you're up to, like having just gone through the, the sort of snowy kingdom, in all those levels you've been through, half of the moons aren't even there yet. There's like half of the right. content's I not figured. even there to find yet. I had this feeling, and, and again, like I think that just speaks to the the design of the game, that every time I leave a planet, I know that there's going to be yeah. something that'll open up here where there's more to do. Yeah, and like as, as soon as you finish all of these worlds, you're going to have like a really good reason to go right back to the start and go through them all over again, and I kind of love that. Yeah, like the whole... I, I, I can't say enough good things about the game. I've got some criticisms, and I think they're all... They're, they're the same criticisms everyone else has, you know. The, the fact that the control schemes are all a little bit inconsistent, mm, yeah. and where some things are harder to do in one method than another. There are three um, or four I, moons that you can only physically get by using motion control. Yeah, and, and that's a bit... That's, yeah. that's out of, like, several hundred... And, like, you don't need to do much other than a quick waggle to get those moons, but you do still have a couple of moons that need waggle. Yeah. It's a reminder that what Nintendo wants, Nintendo gets. And even if they offer you choices, there's a right way and a wrong way. And fuck you if you don't play by Nintendo. I never felt it forced on me. Like, this game looks good on a TV, and I've really been enjoying it playing in Switch or Split Joy Cons. Like, that's how I've wanted to play it. This is yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I I I fully agree with you on that. Um, I was dreading playing it in handheld mode, um, but I was suitably pleased that it it wasn't as yeah. horrifically unplayable I, as I thought it I, would be. I think I thought I'd need that homing attack mm. way too much, but you don't really need. I it too I think much. the difference for me is when I play in handheld mode, I specifically go after different types of objectives. I tend to go for the the mm-hmm. things that are smaller. Uh, that are shorter shorter challenges that require more sort of running around rather than precise throwing of the the cap. I just kind of tailor what I'm doing to whether I'm on the TV or handheld. Yeah. Well, like I say, I use it to uh, mop up. Mm. Like if I'm done with a world and, you know, someone's watching something on the TV, then it's a good call for me to switch to handheld mode and then go back to another kingdom yeah. I've already done and just just explore, just see what I can find. And again, speaking to the, the amazing design in this game, whenever I've gone back to a kingdom, 
I leave with a pocket full of fucking moons. Yeah. Because there's still plenty. I, I've, plenty. I've had this game like an extra week ahead of like before. I had it like a week and a half before launch. I'm still playing yeah. it most nights. And like last night I played it for half an hour and got uh, another nine moons that I hadn't previously found. Like I just <laughs> yeah. kept finding things. And that's things. great as well. Yeah. It's like... Unlike, you know, because this was a big favourite of um, Sonic games in uh, sort of the mid to late 2000s, where they would make you replay levels a lot to collect things, to, you know, collect arbitrary things to unlock new levels. But here the game is so... It's not, it's not like it's generous with moons, it's just there are so many to collect and there are... It's so much fun finding them. Yeah. That so far I haven't felt like gated off or forced to replay something. I'm playing this all out of choice. I'm collecting so many moons out of choice, and it's with enough playtime, it's easy enough to get the moons you need. So I have a a question for you both about this game. Sorry, I tuned out a bit there. That's all right, go ahead. Ask ask ahead. If I just want to play it with the pro controller, will I be all right? You'll be totally fine. Like I, th- I, th- the main thing you can't do is that you have to actually aim Mario at what you want to hit with the hat, rather than shaking your controller a bit to make the the hat home in on things. But yeah. like, I very quickly like adjusted to not having that. It's just like, oh okay, yeah. yeah it, it's and a I nice little game... thing if you're in split Joy Cons, but if you don't want to use that, you're not gonna feel like you're missing out. So I don't have I to think use the, the game has Joy-Cons. a little aim. <laughs> I think the game has a little bit of aim assistance as well when you're not using um, the homing attack stuff, because uh, I, I I get the the impression that so long as I'm facing in the general direction of an enemy, Mario will throw the hat at the enemy, even if I don't feel like I'm a hundred percent facing it. So there are some concessions to make it perfectly playable in, with a pro controller in handheld mode. Um, mm. This is the first time I've played a game using uh, the split Joy-Cons ugh, in each hand. <laughs> and I thought I'd hate it. I thought it would give me a, a lack of central control and it would confuse me. But I'm surprised by how much I've gotten used to it and how enjoyable it actually is to have I... these weird little things in each I really hand. do love it. It's just like a nice lazy way to hold things. It it feels like you can be very relaxed with it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and it it works well for a game like this where there is a lot of uh, you know, there there are some levels and and challenges and stuff where you know, you've got to be on the ball and and you could still risk throwing your controller because there are some frustrating bits like like many games. But <laughs> Places like New Donk City and uh, some of the other bigger hub areas are just so nice and laid back for a lot of it that you can you can spend a whole game session if you want in a non-combat area finding moons, just solving environmental puzzles, exploring, uh, bouncing off stuff. Uh, the yeah the 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 more relaxed idea of of a little thing in each hand i hate saying joy con like gav um it, it it does work for it it's it suits it nicely and yeah i i honestly couldn't be more happy with this this is yeah this is the best game on the switch so far i if you do have a switch then yeah get it yeah like i i honestly can't recommend this game enough like this is this is the best 3D Mario game Nintendo have made in a long time. Yeah. And again, you know, if you like do you know me... the um do you know the meme that goes around of the person wiping their head with sweat as they try to pick between two buttons? Yeah. That's Laura <laughs> trying to pick between Mario and Zelda for game of the year this year. <laughs> Honestly, oh, no. like the, were, I like them both in very different ways. Uh Breath of the Wild I think did a very good job at reinventing a formula and getting me very sort of excited it felt very it felt like a very ambitious uh turn for us for a zelda game i feel like mario odyssey is definitely the more polished and focused of the two i don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it's as 
overall exciting to me in in that it in some ways does feel a little bit safe in some ways but mm. i think that it is an undeniably polished superb game and it's definitely it definitely benefits from the density that this kind of game can have compared to something with a big uh, more sort of sm- sprawling world but mm-hmm. both of them are very good games in different ways and as someone that has stuck by Nintendo through some very rough years. It feels nice to have a console where it's like, oh, yeah, this was the this was a good one to jump on. It's had it's had a good first year. The Switch, yeah, honestly, they're, they're yeah, very like, much I'm, I'm, on the ball this year. I'm I'm planning a, a Jimquisition about it um, now that the Halloween stuff's out the way, uh, just to talk about how impressive the Switch has been, and honestly, like. From my low expectations for it, for it to have, have bec- for it to become what it has become, I'm in such a short space of time. I've never seen. I don't, it's been a long. T- I won't talk in absolutes, but I will say it's been a long time since I've seen the Nintendo since I've seen Nintendo get something so right mm. so quick. And it it's clearly resonating with people. Like they they are very much exceeding their initial expectations for sales. Like. Uh, there was a there was a quarterly earnings report a couple of days ago, and they are currently on track to outsell the lifetime sales of the Wii U within the first twelve months, and to out well, to outsell go. that by multiple million. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you've 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 gotten yourselves back on track, Nintendo. And honestly, for all the shit I give Nintendo, fully deserved. I will say that with the Switch's success, that that is something else they fully deserve right now. They they killed it this year. Yeah, like they well, they got, picked it's, the it's right got, games to bring. It's got the at games. The right time. You know, it's the yeah. same reason the PS4 is doing so well. It, it's got games. It's it's a thing that a lot of people said for a while as we were sort of ramping towards this is um, by combining Nintendo's like first party home console and handheld development divisions. They've basically put all of their staff onto one system, which means they're going to have twice as much first-party software because it's all going one place. And I think that is hugely to their benefit because if there's one thing that's really helped the Switch this first year is pretty much every single month there is a first-party Nintendo game of decent quality coming out. And even if the third-party support is taking some time to get there there is more than enough first-party software to be keeping people excited and interested, which is what Nintendo yeah, needed and, to do. And, like, Nintendo now has, like, three, minimum three of the best platform exclusives out there in Mario Kart, Mario, and Zelda. Yeah. And there's probably other ones I'm not thinking of that like, other people would it, would consider platform sellers, you know? Yeah, like, just... just Kirby! <laughs> Kirby is a system seller. I'll believe uh, it. I'll believe that till the day yeah. I die. Like I, I had a look at this the other day. Like it's kind of ridiculous to think the system's only been out since March, and it has got a new Zelda, a new 3D Mario, Mario Kart, Splatoon, a new fighting game with arms, uh, Mario plus Rabbids, like a port of Pokémon. I'm like, that's it's having a good year. That's yeah. That's I mean, that's before stuff. we even get into the third-party stuff that's yeah. just been... And, and the right kind of third-party stuff. Like, stuff that is just a great idea for the Switch. Yeah, you stuff know, like... Stardew Valley, uh, well, I think, Store. I yeah. think we all know Skyrim was the real system seller for the, for the Switch. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be tempted to maybe get it again just to have it portable. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I know they announced Pinball FX3 I, for it this uh, today, uh, which annoyed me because I got everything on the PS4 and I'm like, fuck, I want that on the Switch. Had I not poured 100 plus hours into the special edition of Skyrim last year, I would probably be getting the Switch version, but I'm I'm all Skyrimmed out now. <laughs> That's understandable. Mm. I, mean, I mean, fair play to Bethesda for getting so much mileage out of one fucking game. <laughs> yeah. I called it the cockroach of video games once because it just will not die. Yeah. Uh, do we want to, while we're here, talk about any of the news or stuff, or do we want to wrap up? Because I think we've done sh- pretty much spot on an hour. We 
We didn't quite cover one story that's probably worth mentioning. Which one do you want to talk um, about? About the tragic story of those brave souls on Normandy Beach uh, who didn't <laughs> get what they wanted in a loot box while all their friends were watching oh, as God, they waited yeah. for their weed emblem. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. So Activision's patent uh, about using matchmaking to sell microtransactions might not have come to pass. But I said at the time it sort of tipped their hand about their attitudes and their desires. And, well, here it is. The cards are on the table, and no, it's not as insidious as the no, matchmaking. They're, they're not on the table. They're on the desiccated corpses of all the brave young men. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Activision has shown exactly what it intends. It, it wants players to advertise in-game content to other players. You play an Activision online game, prepare to be a walking billboard. That that's what this whole opening up loot boxes on Normandy Beach in front of all yeah. the other players. So that's what as, that says. As to I me. understand it, like let me know if I've misunderstood this, but basically you're storming Normandy Beach and a loot box drops out of the sky in front of another player who <laughs> not quite. Who, like, no, I think no. isn't I think Normandy Beach is the hub area, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's, okay. I think it's sort of like a pub, like a PUBG thing, where it's like you've got all the players together and everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a little um, bit like not before you like go that. before you go into matches in this one. There's going to be a hub area okay. where you it's, can show off all your your gear. It's not a, a little bit like the tower. It's not quite as terrible, maybe, as I thought then, but it's still pretty bad that it's like, oh yeah, do you remember that bit where it's like, oh Normandy Beach? That's a great place to stop and see what, what? loot I've 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 discovered. Do you wish What's, to also purchase yeah. some loot while we're here on Normandy Beach? What's so funny about that, though, is that the game's gone so out of its way in order to be not offensive to anyone, in in so far as removing swastikas from a World War Two maps, and which personally, I I I don't have a huge problem with it if that's what they want for their multiplayer, but I just think that then they go and do something so completely tone deaf and offensive on. You know, it kind of just it sends mixed signals. <laughs> I, I will say for the, the mean, removal uh, the... for the removal of swastikas in multiplayer, I believe that is to make it easier for parity, so that German players, uh, basically, because you cannot show swastikas in video games in Germany, and mm. as a result, like it's easy to patch it out of the like the single player. But if you're going up against people, I think it may just be a keep the swastikas out of Germany solution. Yeah, because they're yeah, still in the be. single I mean, player, aren't they? They're going for more of an authentic feel for the campaign, as far as I know. Uh, as I understand the it, they are in the single player, about. except for in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, the campaign's all I give a shit about. Not because of swastikas. I don't care whether I see one or not. But um, I, I'm so over Call of Duty's multiplayer. Like, the last review I did for a Call of Duty would have been Advanced Warfare. I didn't... I, I said straight up in the review, look, this is a single-player review because the multiplayer is now so tailored to people who've done nothing but play COD online for years. Mm -hmm. It's such an alienating experience. And, and now it's there tailored many... not only to them, but the ones out of those who have extra money to spare as well. Yeah. Well, um, well, I think the I, I think they've said that they're all just cosmetic or whatever. No, they said that about yeah. the last game too, and that ended up not oh, well, being yeah. not being the yeah. case. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. Like what an, what a publisher says and what a publisher does are two different <gasps> things. Are often. you suggesting someone would lie in order to get more of your money? <gasps> all the time, oh. all the goddamn time. Um, but that's the one saving grace of this uh, loot literal loot drop system is uh i will probably never experience it because good luck getting me into a fucking multiplayer lobby <laughs> for a call of duty game ever again yeah it, it's all a bit ridiculous uh yeah i'm with you there i'm literally just buying it for the campaign to to, to kill some more nazis nice <laughs> Uh, it's a good year for killing Nazis in the some, video is games. It Josh, is it Josh Hartnett? Or they have some well-known actor in it. I can't remember who it is, but they always do now. Yeah, they they need 
It keeps them relevant. Uh, it, it keeps them relevant until it backfires on them, like cough, cough. Now one of the Call of Duty games has Kevin Spacey in it, which probably isn't great well, for them right now. Uh, uh, well, no, no one really liked that game anyway. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Well, they've all been a pile of shit for a while. Haven't they just? Uh, yeah, is that a good place for us to start wrapping up for this week then? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I that, think so, Laura. That- Sorry, Sorry, just that that was the Press X to Pay Respect game, by the way. The one with Kevin Spacey. Oh, uh, yeah, Press F to Pay Respect. That that was a time in our industry, was it not? <laughs> that certainly was. That's um, got to be a time again when David Cage's new game comes out. Oh, God, we haven't even <laughs> talked about that. Do we want to talk about that before we finish? No, I'm, I'm you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pressing right? X to skip that. Yeah, I'm... I'm that's just... So- not not a judgment call. I don't like watching child abuse, and I've no interest in watching yeah. it. So. so for anyone that doesn't know, the very quick version, uh, there was a new trailer for Beyond, uh, not Beyond Two Souls, uh, Detroit Become Human. They're and all the same. It's a uh, interactive child abuse scene, and both me and Jim are writing things about that because we both have thoughts on it. We'll call it heavy-handed rain. That's what we'll call it. Yeah, it's. Mm, Let's let's leave that one, and we'll we'll write our things about it when we're not talking off off the cuff. Laura, how can people find out your stuff on the internet? Me and my stuff on the internet. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. That includes Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, pretty much anywhere with a username. Other than that, you can find me at Kotaku.co.uk Monday to Friday, nine to five. Uh, I wrote a thing today about how Pokemon Pokemon Go's endgame and raid battles have been getting me to make in, in-person friends, which is like a weird thing for me to do in my local area. So go read that. Okay. Wonderful. And Gavin, I hear you do music. What the hell's that all about? I do lots of music. I do some gaming music and i do some personal music and i do some metal music and i do some folk music and sweet la's coming out um maybe again because uh, la noir is coming out again and that's a little jazz song mm-hmm. and yeah i do lots of music miracle of sound on youtube miracle of sound on twitter uh yeah sorry i'm totally distracted here <laughs> oh and miracle of sound on patreon <laughs> To pay, my, okay. to pay my bills. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lauren Gavin, for joining me for another week of chat. Thank you. Thank, for, thank you, you for, for having listening. me for another week of chat. Oh, perfectly welcome. Well, my door's always open. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank, oh, oh, uh-huh. uh, Jim, thank you all for listening. Don't be all right. Well, bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>